Hi, I'm Phil and welcome back to the Hoosie Podcast YouTube channel. If you are a subscriber to this channel, you will know that I've been covering Andor, which recently finished airing on Disney Plus a few weeks ago. Yeah, I know on each occasion and this time is no different. My reviews always drop weeks after the actual episodes have finished. So, late to the party as usual, and of course trying to avoid too many spoilers, here we go. Now, if you have watched my previous videos, you will know that it took me a while to warm to this particular Star Wars show, as I was struggling with what the show was trying to achieve, and, well, what type of audience it was actually aimed at. But, by the time I got to episode 10, well, I was completely hooked. I finally understood that this was a different type of Star Wars story they were trying to tell. It's more grown up, and the lines between good and bad are very, very much blurred. So when the final two episodes aired recently, I was wondering how this series would wrap up. Would the Rebels be more united at the end? Would our lead character Cassian Andor finally find his place with the Rebels? Well, the answer is, well, yes and no to both of those questions. Episode 11 sees Andor on the run after escaping from the prison on Nokina 5, and meanwhile on Andor's home planet Ferrix, his adopted mother Marva dies, which sets in motion the events for the finale. The rebels and Luthan Rao want Andor dead, and the Empire and Dedra Miro want to capture Andor and interrogate him. And of course they all converge on Ferrix as Andor sneaks back for his mother's funeral in episode 12. But of course Andor is one step ahead of all of them. Meanwhile, though, on Coruscant, Mon Mothma realises that she's in over her head and reluctantly plans to marry off her daughter to secure funding for the rebel cause that she's, well, deep into by now. You see, there isn't a lot of space and blaster battles here, and I can see why some people have been turned off by this series. For them, it's not Star Warsy enough, but for me, and I think this has been one of the best series I've watched this year, it's patiently been building the story, and let's not forget this series takes place over the course of one year. But while it has been lacking on the action front, there are moments where the action kicks in if that's what you've been waiting for. In episode 11, for example, Luthan is nearly captured by the Empire, and we're given a fantastic space battle in which we see Luthan has fitted his ship with some handy gadgets to get out of trouble, and it also appears that he's fitted his ship with lightsabers with which he uses to take out some TIE fighters. This scene also produces a nice easter egg with the Imperial Cantwell class Arrestor Cruiser, which was actually one of the original ship designs rejected for A New Hope in 1977. Now while we were promised no easter eggs in this series, there have actually been plenty sprinkled throughout. But these easter eggs are well, very low key, which I really like. You have to do a bit of digging around to find out what they are if you want to, it's completely up to you, it's your choice. But of course, episode 12 is what everything has been building up to. As the Empire and Rebels both lay their traps to either capture or kill Andor, there's an incredible amount of tension and unease building all the way through the episode, which I must admit, it did actually have me on the edge of my seat. And when the town turns out for Marva's funeral, that tension reaches its summit. With the funeral procession and the Empire converging in the middle of the town, Marva has one last speech to give from beyond the grave. I was thinking that we were being robbed of seeing more of the fantastic Fiona Shaw after a character died off screen. But fortunately we get to see Fiona Shaw in holographic form giving a rousing speech to the gathered townsfolk to fight the Empire. And with her cry of fight the bastards, the people of Ferrix finally rise up. 
It's a really well choreographed scene, showing the absolute confusion and anger of a riot and the panic of the Imperials as they try to keep order. Now again, I've deliberately left out loads of plot points as I don't want to spoil it for you, if you haven't watched it yet. And if you have, well, you know why I've only skimmed the surface. But one thing I will say is what happens on Ferrix, I would say this is really the birth of the Rebellion. As far as I can tell, this is the first time people have openly attacked the Empire. While we've seen disparate rebel factions doing their own thing, the message from Beyond the Grave from Marva was the true rallying call to the people of the, this galaxy far, far away. But where does this leave our lead character, Andor? Well, by the end, he wants to be a fully paid up member of the Rebel Alliance. What he's seen the Empire do to people makes him want to fight back, and now he's on the path to the events of Rogue One. And talking of which, there was a post credit sequence at the end of episode 12 which finally lets us know what Andor and the rest of the prisoners on the Kingdom of Five were building and what part it plays in Andor's fate. While I think a lot of us have already guessed what was being built on the Kingdom of Five, it's no less a powerful scene and it is also beautifully shot. But go and watch it for yourself, I'm not going to spoil it for you here. Now, while the plot thread of Andor's missing sister is still to be resolved, I'm not sure how this will be picked up again. The original plan for Andor was five series, with each series being a, light, a year in Andor's life, with everything leading up to Rogue One. But in Disney's infinite wisdom, the remaining four years will be squeezed into series two. And while I've every faith in showrunner Tony Gilroy to pull this off, I think this is a massive mistake on Disney's part. As I understand it, the streaming figures for Andor are not quite what Disney expected, and that is all program makers are worried about. Gone are the days of building an audience over time. If it's not immediately getting millions of viewers, they deem it well, a bit of a failure. And in no way is Andor a failure, and has hands down been my favourite Star Wars TV show. While I love The Mandalorian, and yes, The Book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan even, Andor has proved that you can tell a different kind of story in the Star Wars universe where the heroes are not so different from the people that oppress them. Well, I hope you've enjoyed watching me waffle on about Andor and other things over the last few months. This will be the last video on this channel until 2023. I know it's quite early in December, but I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas, a wonderful New Year, and I'll see you all next time. Bye for now.